Gents, you're with Adrian Asaurus, the coach of Rapanorama. TLT is here for the round 24 head-to-head finals. Well, isn't it a good move too? The old head-to-head finals being in round 24 last year, round 25, with the mass restings. I think I was in a head-to-head with 10 players and got absolutely rolled. So I think moving it forward to round 24 was a very good idea. Um, we've had the TLT drop. I'll cover the ins and outs. It's been pretty minor there's not a lot of bad in there there's plenty of good for your head-to-head finals um and the last two weeks of super coach probably um it'll be a good chance for you to finish strong if you made your head-to-head finals and you're at a good rank um because the team list has been kind me i got eliminated from four of my cashies last week and I, i guess it's making me feel like my season was an absolute fail but um, I've made one head-to-head final. It's the Adrianosaurus Cup, which is kind of nice. It's my own uh, league. It's a cashy. Um, and look, my rank is 247 overall. I went down 57 spots last week with my 1,426. Um, so I'm feeling a bit down. You know, when you're in rank 240 you know, like I am, I would have hoped to have at least made three of my cashies finals. But unfortunately, you can just have one of those rounds. And unfortunately, I had that round when it counted in the prelim, and I'm feeling a bit down about it. But I'm sure if I can, you know, even if I don't win this, if I can hold on to my rank and I get to the end of the year and I finish in the top 200, I'm going to count it as a successful year, I'm sure. Um, But it is a good time uh, for you to take stock of your successes in the year, the things you learn. Um, and get stuck into your finals and your last two weeks of Supercoach. Um, we'll cover the most bought and sold for you lucky people that have still got trades. Um, and we'll uh, have a look at sit starts um, and VCs and Cs. I'll finish with a little bit of strategy that I like to play when I'm playing my head-to-heads. Um, and that'll be it for the podcast. Um, look, let's kick it off with the teams. The Broncos versus the Eels. Two sort of, well, the Broncos are more desperate than the Eels, I imagine, because they are sliding. They look like um, they're a big danger of falling out of the eight. And look, the Raiders are the team that are, could come in. And, and I'm a Raiders fan. I hope that that's what happens. I hope that the Eels, something they haven't done very well this year, is put back-to-back wins and strong performances together. And I think... With it being the last couple of rounds of the year, I think they want to do that. They want to put um, t- some good performances in together. So I hope that they're up for this game. The Broncos will definitely be up for this game. It's at home for the Bronx. Um, but for us Raiders fans, I hope the Eels give them an absolute shellacking. Um, look, the Broncos, uh, Edric Lee's, uh, sorry, Brenko Lee is going to come back into the center wing. Huda is going to jump out of the 17. Um, I noticed the Capewell, who we thought might be in, in danger of not playing, he has been named. Um, over to the Eels, Makatoa and Arthur is going to come in on the bench. Oh, I'm sure you Eels fans are not a big fan of that. Um, look, I'm no booing him, okay? And none of this nonsense. I, I'll give you my opinion. I don't think he offers as much as Cardi, who can play in the halves at stretch quite easily. And as your forward backup as well, he's more versatile. I don't get it. I don't know why you're bringing Arthur back in on the bench. He did a fine job filling in in his specialist position in the halves when they needed him. I think that was a great... Um, he, he, it was good to see him come in and do well in those games, but I don't think he's 
spot is the bench as a utility. I think that the, you get more of that um, out of um, Cardi, and as it was, it's going to be Cardi that jumps out of that team um, and Ogden as well um, because Makatel and Arthur are in. So I don't know if I like the changes personally. Makatel were for sure out um, for in for for Ogden, um, but I would have kept Cardi in there. Um, personally. Um, no booing, though, please. Um, on to the Friday night, the Panthers versus the Warriors. We were so petrified that there was going to be mass, mass restings, and we haven't really seen any mass restings, which is great. They've sewn up the minor premiership. That doesn't mean that Ivan won't pull a Swifty. They've got some extended bench there, and he loves the uh, change. So you're going to keep your eye on your 24-hour mail. Um, but we've had some bloody good news. Um, Luai is back a week earlier. Now, that is absolutely sensational because... Luai is an alpha. He is an attacking weapon, um, much, much better than Salmon, who's the guy that's jumped out of the team. Sullivan and um, Salmon, there was no ball, quality ball getting out to those edges at all. Still a good team, the old Panthers, but Luai back, hopefully he roams. He's an alpha, he will roam. Sullivan will just do the organizing, and I'm sure Luai will go both sides of the field. That'll help your kickouts, your Targos, your Mays, um, your Tortles. Everyone is helped by having uh, Luai back in the team great news for head-to-head finals um so you know because it's a juicy matchup um eisenhuth's going to drop back to the bench because jfa is back into the team as well so the ones that we were worried about um were yo may targo to'o kick i'd heard kick had a broken hand but he's been named uh, an appy but they're all in there um, as it stands now. We're obviously going to keep an eye on changes. Staines is in the 17. Um, you know, he could come up into that starting lineup and they could bump someone in on the bench. And also that Taruva is in 18 jersey as well. So obviously we're going to keep an eye on it. But so far, it only looks like good news. No mass restings and Luai back in. I think that probably bodes well for playing all of your Panthers players because it's a super matchup against the Warriors. Over to the Warriors, CHT is going to come back in and... And um, Dijan Arce is going to jump out of the team. Murchie's gone. And Curran is going to start in the second row forward. You poor old bastards of own Curran. Hopefully he gets big minutes in the second row forward. It's not the best matchup to play him in, though. Um, Dynamis Louis is going to come on to the bench. Um, onto the Storm versus the Roosters. This should be a real arm wrestle, I reckon. Um, Kafusi is back into the second row forwards, so Kamakamika is going to go to the bench. I don't even know who drops out of the team, who it was. Those are the changes to the Melbourne Storm. Um, over to the Roosters, Collins and Takiaho were back. That's just two big inclusions. Momorowski back to the centres, so there should be some joy out that way for the Melbourne Storm because Momo sucks. Um, Gildart, May, Hutchinson are going to jump out of the team because there's three ins and those are the three outs. Um, over to the Raiders versus the Seagulls. No changes for the Green Machine. Um, and over to the Seagulls. Vega is going to debut on the wing for Smalley. Davey is going to come back into the second row forward. Bullimore is out. Sipley is going to start in front row. And Marty Tapao is going to be on to the bench. Hopefully the Raiders don't fall over and bloody... You know, if, if the Broncos lose that game... Raiders better win this and at least get this, you know, keep this alive. 
Oh, goodness. I, I can't, I'm going to be grey, completely grey by the end of this year being a Raiders fan. Um, over to the Sharks versus the Dogs. This is a good matchup for the Sharks. Talakai is back. That's going to see Tracy gone, um, which is good because he's a bloody hog. Um, Talakai back. Wilton's going to go back to the ben- bench, um, and that's going to see Trindle, who's a bloody hog, out of the team as well. So um, I think that's good for the Sharks. When you play your Talakais and your Mulatalos, you le- I mean... There's two good matchups in here, Panthers and Sharks. That's good games for them. Warriors, obviously, and the Dogs. Um, and these are matchups that, if everything was peachy, you'd want to play, you know, these Targos, Mays, Mulatalos, Talakais, you know, all of those we've been worried about because there's been no Luai and Cleary. And also, we've just not seen the ball getting out to the edges for um, the Cronulla Sharks. But look, these matchups are good. Um, and I think that you can probably consider them. Um, Talakai, he does not mind passing, <laughs> unlike. Uh, What's his name who jumped out? Tracy. So, you know, there's a chance that Mulatalo gets a ball. Uh, you know, and there could be some joy for the edges in this one. But, again, um, you know, it's up to each person who whether you want to take the punt on them. But they're very good matchups for them. Uh, over to the Dogs. Thompson's going to start at lock. That's going to see Jackson go into the second row forward. TPJ out altogether. He has had a wretched year, TPJ, mate. I don't know. I, I don't expect him to even stay at that club. I reckon he's going to go somewhere else. Um, Patolo is going to come in on the bench. Um, over to the Bunnies versus the North Queensland Cowboys. Should, should also be another good game this week. Paulo. Poor old Paulo is going to drop out of the team. Hopefully that's only a short-term thing. Well, maybe not. I, I know a lot of um, Rabbitohs fans have been like, why is he getting a gig? Thompson was exceptional when he was in. I'm sure he'll do exceptional now. I just hope that Paulo, you know, like um, like old mate for the Warriors there, the copter, uh, Kosi, who copped it, you know, in that Melbourne Storm game. Hopefully he, came, he comes back and gets a chance to, you know, build on him, build on that and learn from that and get better. Um, but it's going to be Thompson in this week. Burgess is going to go into the bench. Um, so Saluka Fafida is going to jump out of the 17. And also Milne is going to drop off that bench. And Nikarima is going to come in on the bench. Um, over to the North, North Queensland Cowboys. Um, Dearden's out with that uh, ruptured testicle. And it's going to be drink water into the halves. Now, that concerns me um, big time. I'm a drink water owner. We want him in fullback sweeping into those backline plays. Although... Even if he sweeps into those backline plays, they're going to give the bloody, you know, try assist to Val Holmes for a basic, you know, grade you know, under under eights catch and pass. I'm still dirty on that. Um, but drink water to the halves is a bit of a worry for his super coach output. Um, the hammer's going to go to the fullback. Um, Gilbert's back in on the bench. Um, so because he's covering Hammer, who's coming into the starting lineup. Look, there's a four forward bench there as well. So. I've got Lolo as my second front rower with IPAP as my number one. I'm really worried about Lolo. Um, if you this TLT for the for the North Queensland Cowboys is no good for our super coach options. I'm worried about Lolo and I'm worried about Drinkwater because of well, you know the bench for Lolo and you know the halves compared to a fullback for Drinkwater. Um, should be a good game though. Um, On to the Tigers versus the St. George. There's absolute mass changes for the Tigers. Ghana, Mamalo, Tamo, Seifarth, all gone. Palga's going to get a debut on the wing. Fairbairn is going to go into the second row. Offangawi is going to be prop. Brown is going to go from hooker out to lock, which is going to see Simpkin come in in hooker. 
uh, and Little and Kautoga, another debut, um, is going to be on the bench. Um, so huge changes. I, I mean, that probably just says to me, if you've got any Dragons players, play them. <laughs> this just, that is not good, I don't reckon, for that team. Uh, they haven't been going great anyway, but I think the Dragons should get some joy this week. Um, On to the last game of the round, Titans versus the Knights. Herbert is out. Um, Kelly is going to come in. Jolliffe is going to start. And I don't even know who went back to the bench. Mo Fodawaka, maybe. Um, Turner, SASA, Mofo, and Cleese Hass, a new name in on the bench for the Titans. Over to the Knights, Dan Safidi is going to come back into the front row and Frizzell is back as well into the second row forward. I have no bloody idea who's dropped out of that team. So there you go. What a great podcast. No, I don't know. Who cares? DSAF is back and Frizzell is back, which is good for the Knights. Um, Now we'll move on to the most bored and sold for those lucky, lucky people who have got trades. I'll give you my two cents on it um, and... Yeah, we'll move on. Yeah, let's kick it off with the most sold players. In number one spot, it's Ruben Garrick, 13.1%. Gone for the rest of the year. Makes absolute sense. What a pity, too. I can't even get rid of him. I'm going to have to have him on my bench because I have run out of trades. Um, And, you know, it's a real pity. He's having a good year. But you've got to sell him if you've got the trades. Number two on the list is Ezra Mam, um, 6.3%. I don't think it's a good matchup for them this week necessarily. Um, and look, he's not a run home. We, he, he, he was a great cheapie, you know, but he's not somebody that I think I'd be, have any need to hold on to. And if you want to make a move, you do. It was 12 points from him last week against Melbourne. Um, so I can absolutely get around that one as well. Um, number three on the list is Thomas Dearden. That's a real shame. Um, 5.3%. I can't believe that he was at that highly owned. Um, he was really good last week. Um, I know because I was foxing my opponent by having him in my team and I was like, oh, he got 91. He's been very good. 79, 72, 72, 50, 91. Oh, it's a real pity. Um, yeah, I mean, he is going to probably be a couple of weeks, isn't he? I don't know. I'm sure it's not one week, but even then, this is it. This is your head-to-head final, so you've got to make the move if you've got to make the move. It's just one of those sucky things. What a sucky thing. Imagine if you, uh, you know, you got a deer and with a ruptured testicle and someone else had, was holding Luai, you know, and got him back as a bonus early one. That'd be a spew, wouldn't it? Number four on the list is Jason Tamalolo. Um, look, I don't have the luxury of trading him. I've got to play him too because he's my second front rower. Um... Look, he updated to 51 last week, and what, what were your alternatives? You know, we had Tappany with a 75. We had Haas with a 40. I'd be interested to see who people are trading him to. I mean, probably Tappany because he still scored a 75, didn't he? But look, Lolo, the last five weeks, it's been a 75, a 76. He was getting 60 minutes there. Then it's down to 55, 45, 51. He only got 48 minutes last week. I mean, we all thought that he they were going to get him ready for finals by giving him more minutes now. He was doing more minutes earlier in the year. They've they, his minutes are dropping. You know, the last you know, it's the last five weeks. It was fifty nine minutes, fifty four minutes, fifty one minutes, fifty minutes, and then forty eight minutes last week. There's huge worries about Lolo, and they've got a four forward bench. If I could sell him, I would sell him. If I could sit him, I would sit him. Absolutely. Um, Number five on the list is Isaac Targo. I've been saying for weeks to people, I can't get around this Isaac Targo sell. 
but they've been absolutely shot without Cleary and Luai in the halves. Maybe people are going to rethink that now that um, Luai is back in a week early. The last five weeks from him, um, 65-71, 36-51, and it was only a 39 last week. Look, it is um, a luxury trade because it's a pretty good matchup, isn't it, against the New Zealand Warriors? And I think that the inclusion of Luai is a very huge in. Um, I wouldn't do it. I mean, sell someone else if you've got in there. There's got to be someone else to sell. Sell Karaz or bloody whatever. I think that, you know, it's not a bad matchup this week and Luai in. You know, that's half of the combo we need back in, you know. Um, so I think it's probably, you'll probably see better out of Targo and out of May and out of Toto, out of Kikau this week, I imagine. Number six, I'm not, I reckon he's got to be the most bought and sold player week to week this year. Because he's on the list every week as the most sold or the most bought every week, Joseph Soali. We know that it was 76 points last week for the Chooks, and there was no joy for Suwali. Um, the last five weeks for him, 116, 27, 70, 74, 36. That's three out of five. Very good. Um, look, it's a hard matchup against the Melbourne Storm. Um, and they've got Souths uh, uh, in the last game as well. So, I mean, look, I can get around it. Look, I just reckon any day he, he could get 100, you know, or he'll get a 30. And what are the alternatives? Let's have a look at the trade. It's probably AJ, you know, because they're, people are going to be chasing last week's points. But this week it could be Suwali. Um, he's only worth 524000 Be interested to see who people are bringing in. Um, but, you know, he does have a low one in him, <laughs> you know, and it's not the best you know, run home for the matchup-wise. There may not be a lot of joy. You know, Melbourne haven't... The Melbourne are improving, I think. Yeah, for sure they are. And they're at home, um, but they have been known to let up po- let in points. You know, what did they... Was they let in points last week as well? Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm not going to disagree with any of these on here. I'm not going to. Um, number seven on the list is Payne Hass. I think he was on the most bought last week, wasn't he? What did he score last week? 40 points. He got 52 minutes um, last week, which is probably down by 15 minutes, actually, on his normal sort of minutes. Uh, and also, you know, the point point per minute was way down as well. Normally goes at a 1 or 1.1. It was only as 0.8 last week. Tough matchup this week. He really needs to stand up. Look, Parramatta and St. George, the last two, people are selling Lolo and they're selling Payne Hass. You know, so who are they bringing in? I want to know. <laughs> I'm going to have to get over to the most traded in. But um, I'd be tempted to hold him and hope that he goes back up to 60-plus minutes and he brains it. You know, he's one of the... I mean, who are you going to have in front row two? You might as well have just Talmalolo or Payne Hass. I probably feel more confident about Payne Hass over Lolo at the moment, personally. Number eight on the list is Jacob Carraz. Um, Not a good matchup for him this week. Um, might have a bit of joy against the Manly Seagulls in the last round. But... After that 144 a few weeks back, it's been 41, 24, 31. Really, there's been an 85, oh, 98 and 85. It's had a few good scores, but the last seven weeks, 33, 45, 53, 144, 41, 24, 31. There's just that one good score in the last seven weeks. So I think you can move him on. Um, Number nine on the list is Adam Reynolds. He was on the list of most bought in last week, finished on a 39 because people were chasing his 100. Um, look, they've got the Parramatta Eels. The Broncos are absolutely desperate. I'd probably have him in my team and play him this week in desperate. Yeah, there's a desperate matchup. You know, a couple of weeks ago, he got 100. Um, I don't know. I just think you are moving him on to who? If it's not Hines, you're in the halfback position. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, he did have a bad score last week. What were the scores like? He had a, yeah, the last five weeks, 94, 74, 29, 100 or 39. So three out of the five are very good, you know. So I'd just probably play him and unhold him personally. Number 10 on the list is Telekai. He's back. Telekai is back. Well, let's have a look at him. Oh, the last time he was around, it was a 25, which was smelly. He hasn't been very good. Sell him if you want. It's a good matchup this week, um, you know, for, for the Sharks. 54, 41, 59, 25. Look, come on, Talakai. Get some tries. Do something. Do something for us, mate. Oh, I haven't got the luxury of selling him. Um, but look, I just think, you know, I really feel like there's got to be someone else. I mean, Garrick, it makes sense because he's gone. Um, Karaz, there's not a good run home and he's probably done his job. Um, you know, but Talakai, uh, these last, the draw is good. The draw is good. The draw is good for Targo. <laughs> you know, we've been saying that for ages, haven't we? But I think Luai back will make a difference. Yes, number one on the list for the traded in is Alex Johnston. I actually recommended to people not to bring him in last week because it was a hard matchup and a hard draw home. I was like, you've seen the best of him. Um, now it's going to be hard because he has the Penrith Panthers into the North Queensland Cowboys into the Sydney Roosters, but he just isn't stopping. And if the Rabbitohs score points, he's on the end of those points. The last five weeks for him has been 82, 64, 55, 80, 99. That's really good scoring. He is about such a great year. What's his average? His average is 70 points. He's averaging 70, um, which is exceptional. Uh, I don't know. He could go out and score 20 this week. I, I'm just saying because the North Queensland um, are a good defensive unit. So buyer beware. Um, number two on the list is Valentine Holmes. If he keeps getting kissed on the dick with the scorers, Val only got one line break and one try assist last week, but Supercoach gave him two of each. So that's bogus. And I wasn't happy, as you, if you listen to my Sunday night podcast. Fish on night 118 last week. Stole Drinkwater's um, try assist. Sorry, the, full, the fullback joins the line. That's why you've got the extra man. He should have had the try assist. Um, but look, Val, he can ton up. He's got tons this year um, by three. It's not... Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're the best defensive unit, are they, in the world south? So I don't mind it. Look, Val... I tell you what, he's getting the rub of the green with the scorers. They'll tell you that much. So yeah, bring him in. I can't can't complain about uh, or can't I can't criticize anyone. Four point five percent, do it. That people are selling Targos and Talakai's and bringing in Alex Johnson and Holmes, and those are upgrades, I'm sure. Number three on the list is Joe Tuppany. Look, he started a little slow last week, but he didn't look too hampered by the ribs. Um, finished on a 75, which is really Joe Tuppany type stuff. There was that try assist. Absolutely outrageous scoring by Supercoach. They gave a try assist to Papali'i and to um, Tuppany. There was no kick involved. You can't give, let's give two, tr- or that. No, I'd love to see a try assist that I was just complaining about for Val Holmes. Why don't we give that one to Drinkwater and Holmes? You got to be joking. Absolutely crazy that they gave it to two. Um, the two props both got the try assist. You can't give it to two. That's the first time it's ever happened in Supercoach. Let's just sit a, let's set a precedent in prelims. A new rule change on the scoring in prelims. You have got to be joking. 
Anyway, I'm going to get too hot under the collar. Um, but Joe Tappany looked fine to me last week, and you know I've got big worries about Lolo. So people are selling Lolo and Hass, and they're bringing in Tappany this week. It's a nice, gentle draw home. Tappany looks fine to me. Bring him in. Number four on the list is David Fafita. I have been very big on not recommending Dave Fafita to people, but... Over the last five weeks, it's been 69, 49, 57, 85, and 90 the last two weeks. I really think that David Fafita was stiff to try assist. They gave it to Jaden Campbell last week, um, and Dave ran, you know, a number of metres, five metres, drew in the winger, and then passed it out to the try scorer. That's a try assist, you bastards. Um, but he has been going pretty well, uh, I think, in the last few weeks. Newcastle's not a hard matchup, really, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they go into the New Zealand Warriors um, in the last round. Just be prepared that he doesn't have the greatest floor in the world. He's averaging under 70 for the year, 67, which is not the worst, but it's not the best. Um, but I think he, the last two weeks have been promising because he's taking some runs. They seem to be not using him as much as a decoy. It's like they've just went, our season's bloody over, stuck giving the ball to David. And he's been getting the ball a little bit more. So I, I don't mind it, actually. Um, number five on the list is Bo Furmore. Now, that's actually a real, you know, he's a smoky, well, what's his ownership? He's 11% owned. And he's been going like the clappers this year. He's last five weeks. 46, 74, 61, 93, 105. That's even better than David Fafita. And they have absolutely no problems giving the ball to Bo Furmore. He's a really good player this year. He's been really unsung. And he, I bet you most people, uh, there's been different times of the year that people have sold him. Um, but if you, you could have easily have held him all year long. And you might have got the occasional 40 out of him. But mostly it's been 60s, 70s, even up towards the 90s. You got a big ton out of him last week. He's like unsung hero, one of the unsung heroes of the year, I think. Um, he's second row forward, center wing, jewel. And the center wings have been going like an absolute busted. So I got, <laughs> I got no problem with it. Um, number six on the list was Mitch Moses. I was really tempted to get Mitchie last week. I was worried about his coming back from an injury with the thumb and wondered how he would go, but he 98 it. Um, 115, 65, 41, 76, 98 over the last five weeks. He is having a really good year. He's averaging 70. I like it. I think their draw home's not the worst, um, you know, particularly this week. It might be a tough game in against Melbourne in the last round, but I don't mind this matchup in the Bron- for the Broncos. So um, we see people selling Ezra Mam. If you're bring, bringing in a, a Moses, absolutely, I don't mind it. Um, number seven on the list is Jack Bird. Um, he's back to the centres. I noticed they're in the team list. Um, so I don't know if I love him in the centres, but... The last five weeks, 57, 24, 36, 98, 131. The last two weeks have been good. The the three weeks before that weren't so good. Um, The West Tigers is a very good matchup. Into the Broncos, not the worst matchup either. Um, But I will say his best work is is in the forwards, I think. Um, you know, but he still may get some joy in the in on the in the centers. I just don't. I wouldn't be personally chasing him if he was in the centers. Um, I like him better in the forwards, uh, like you and Aiken. You know, it doesn't mean they won't be good. They'll still be good, I'm sure, but um, not as good in my opinion. <coughs> Number eight on the list is Dylan Brown. He was so hot and sexy last week um, for Supercoach. He was on fire. I don't mind the matchup this week against the Broncos. I think they've got a good record up there against the Broncos. Um, Dylan Brown has put together a good season. Oh, what's going on here? It's not loading. Come on, mate. Let's get a let's get this loading. I want to see Dylan Brown's stats. 
Anyway, he's having a good year. He scored well last week, 130-something, didn't he? What the hell is going on here? I want to ref- I'm going to refresh this internet. Don't you hate it? I'm going to pause because I'm going to, you know. Oh, here he is. He's he's up. I don't have to pause. Um, last week was a one thirty four. The five weeks before, let's have a look: sixty two, eighty, ninety eight, fifty six, one thirty four. He's a premium, and I really like the matchup this week against the Broncos. I think the Eels want to put some back to back wins in there. He is sizzling. Um, after last week, I, I I'm all for it. Mitch Moses back in the team as well. So, um, trade him in. Trade him in. Number nine on the list: uh, Tino Fasua Malawi. Let's have a look at him. He got a 90 last week. Um, maybe people are getting rid of um, Lola and going to um, t- Tino. Um, s- where are you? 49, 69, 88, 54, 90. Yeah, I mean, he's been good, hasn't he? He's average is 64.7. The last three weeks has been 77 average, though, and the last five weeks has been 70. So I, I do, I'm, I'm worried about um, Lolo. I am, and Hass, you know, that's a bit worrying last week as well. So if you're getting a Tino or a Tuppany, good on you if you've got the trades. Number 10 on the list is Nelson. Um, I reckon they might do the same thing again this week and get him on an edge. Uh, not an edge, he is one hell of a handful. Um, look, the last five weeks, 35, 45, 52, 68, 113. The 113 and the 68 are the only things good. Um, the rest of it's not very good at all. But if you are getting him, you are you're banking on him going out to an edge. Um, it could be running at Sam Walker, you know, or Kiri. <laughs> oh, goodness me, God help the poor lads. Um, so it's you know he 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 may not be on the edge, but I think you know Belly Aches has been doing that change where Munster goes down to fullback and they put Nelson out onto the second row forward. But Felice is back this week. Um so maybe the and he's a good defender. Um but maybe they'll do it. You know, you're banking on them doing it. Um and oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, Nelson's not traditionally been a good super coach option, but on the edge he he looked outstanding last week. Um let's have a look at um the sits and starts now, I think um, for sits, you probably want to sit your dogs um, if you can. If you're somebody that is holding a Karaz, um, it might be an idea to, to sit him. Um, look, you know, I'm in the boat where I might be sitting Drinkwater with him being in the har- in the halves up against South. Um, maybe you've got to think about sitting a Burton. Um you know, because it's not the it's not the easiest matchup against those sharks because they're a great defensive unit. I don't know if there's a lot going to be a lot of joy um, away for the bulldogs in this game. Um, so you could sit Karaz, you could sit Burton. You've obviously lost TPJ. Who else are people owning out of those um, dogs? But I'd be sitting them probably if you had to. You could probably play Burton, but he hasn't been great. Um, look on the Broncos side of things, um, they are up against the Parramatta Eels. Um, look, I, th- I I said if I had A-Ray, I think it's backs to the wall. The Broncos need to win it. Uh, I'd be playing um, him. I'd probably play Cobbo. There could be some joy on the wing. I would be careful about playing Stags. I'd be worried about playing Hass if you've got a really strong front row, but, I mean, you'd be screwed if it was Lolo and Hass. I'd still prefer to play Hass with a four-forward bench um, for the Cowboys. But if you've got, say, a Tappany and you've got an IPAP and you just don't put a reserve on Hass or Lolo this week, um, that's that. Um, over to the Warriors. I would not be keen to play any of my Warriors at all. Um, look, you may want to play Tohu. I, I reckon if you've got a strong three that you can pick from, Lolo, um, you know, 
what's his name? Tohu hasn't really been amazing, has he? Um, and Curran, it's good that he's gone back to the second row forward, but uh, I mean, you it's up against the Penrith Panthers and they don't look like they're resting anyone and they've got um, some big, you know, names back in the team. So I'd be, I'd be probably worried about playing any of them. Um, uh, to be honest, um, over to the, would, you know, well, I'm, I'm asking this as a question. Um, would you sit any of your bunnies against the Cowboys, a good defensive unit? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, I could be tempted to not play a TAS, uh, but I'd definitely play Latrell, Murray, Cook, of course. Um, and I'd have a think about Cody Walker. Um, they'll get up there in his grill. Um, you know, and it may not be. I mean, I'm thinking about Drinkwater as well. Now that he's in the halves, I'm thinking about Lolo because there's a four forward bench. You know, those are the three that I'd consider. Um, over to the. Oh, that's it. That's who I've got in there as, uh, as possible sits. Um, over to the starts. Start your Panthers, I reckon. Targo, To'o, May, Kikau, all of these will lose the entry of Luai and their opposition in the New Zealand Warriors. I think it's a good move. But keep an eye on the uh, late 24-hour mail. Um, sharks, play all your Sharks. I think you could play Talakai and Mulatali this week. You may walk away with a 40 again, but there could be some joy out on those edges if they friggin' pass the ball. They got rid of a couple of hogs out of the 17, let's say that much. Um, so hopefully they get the ball out to the edges. And look, Mulatalo could be a play because Talakai does not mind passing. Um, look, if you've got great strength in your team and you've got rocking an AJ and a Manu, you know, and who else? You know, a Val, maybe you've got an option to only have to play one of To or May or Targo um, or, um, you know, Mulatalo. Play one of them. You know, I think that it's a pretty good matchup for the Panthers and for the Sharks, and I think you could play them if you need to, if, of course. Um, Titans, you know, there's not a hard matchup for the Titans there against the Knights, and you could play, you know, people have brought in AJ Brimson, you know, for the run home. I don't mind this match for AJ. I see Fafita on the list, which is good. I'd, I'd play him, absolutely. People are bringing in Bo Furmore. I think it's a good matchup for your Titans, and I don't even think it's a terrible matchup. Usually these are high-scoring type affairs against the Gold Coast Titans, so I'd happily play my Knights too, probably. Um, there could be some joy for Edric out on the wing. Um, and I would probably... Um, happily play St. George players against the West Tigers as well. Um, you know, probably West Tigers against the St. George team as well. Um, but, I, I, you know, if you've got yourself a bird or you've got yourself a hunt or any of them, that's this is a great matchup for them as well. Um, Strategy-wise, if you're in your head-to-head finals, just my couple of basic things, and we all know this, you know, last week I was always going to bring in Sam Walker, but I started off by bringing in um, Deedon because it was, he was one of the early matches. Then I went to Hughes because he was the next match. Then I went on to Moses because he was the next match. From a red herring, if you're planning on bringing in, um, you know, a South player or a, or a Shark or whatever, or a Titan, if you're bringing in Bo Furmore this week, don't do it. Ch- change it to every other game. Change it to a Bronco first, then change it to a Panther, then change it to a Melbourne Storm. Then change it to a you know update your trade, and just keep updating it and keep your part you know your opponent guessing. Um, I got messages from people I was in head to heads with saying it was really frustrating them because each game they didn't know if I was going to stay on that player or not, and I would always change it just before lockout um, to the next game you know where I could pick a player and keep throwing them a red herring. 
Um, <clears throat> don't leave your 17 as it is 100%, um, you know, because they should not know exactly who you're going to play, you know, your whole 17, um, because that'll they'll be able to anticipate what you're going to do. They'll know what you're going to do and who you're going to leave out of this. So make your moves as late close to lockout. If you are, for instance, going to play drink water, don't have the reserve on him, make it look like you're not going to play even then in just a second, you know, one last minute before lockout, bring him in, you know, just don't be so basic that, and that's why I say throw him a red herring. If you're planning a trade, you know, do it in the update trades by games until you get down to the one that you want to bring in. Um, do the same thing with your 17. Don't make it look exactly like how it's going to be. Keep them guessing. And the same applies for your VCs and Cs. Last week, I eventually, I changed it around a couple of times and then three games out from my captain game, I had the captain on Teddy and I was wanted to think I was going to change it. You know, you've got to play those mind games. You can either throw them a red herring that your VC and C is going to be someone different or you could go the other approach where you throw them a red herring and then go for your real one. But just don't have it set up with your VC and see who you're actually going to do it on. Fox them. Fox them a little bit. Make them earn their head-to-head win in your in your head-to-head final. Um, look, the NRL SC Pro uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I think they're all on. Go and have a look at their site. You can go to, um, you know, up to the top three dashes and you can actually go and search um, a team name. So whoever you're up against in your head-to-head final through NRL SC Pro, go up to those top three line, the dashes, and, you know, you can search for um, a po- opposition player and their team name, and you can see if they've got any trades left. Um, if you know they've got trades, expect them to use them um, and in your head-to-head, and that you'll know what you're up against. If they've got no trades, well, they can go and do things foxing their VC and their 17, but they're going to go go with that um, team that they've got, on, which you can see on the screen already. They've got no trades left. So NRS SC Pro, look them up on all the socials. They've got that um, there. You can actually see how many trades everyone's got left. Um, and my last advice to you in your head-to-head finals is have a Hail Mary ready. Um, you will find this week there's probably a few. People might VC a Panther, hoping that there's some joy, maybe a May on the wing. Maybe they want to take a punt at, you know, a Munster at home against the Sydney Roosters. Um, maybe they think the Chooks are in huge, great form and Teddy tunned up last week. They'll get on Teddy. Maybe you think Manu's going to have some joy on their edges. Um, but you could find that it could be just as simple as a Heinz captain. You know, you're both probably going to captain Heinz. He's the most popular captain, I'm sure, of the week. And if that's the case, maybe you're behind in your head-to-head by 50, 60 points and you neither of you have trades. If you just go the same captain as him, you're going to lose. So you've got to have a Hail Mary. Maybe it's a, um, you know, a, a Val Holmes captain against South. Maybe you go Luttrell. Maybe you take a Fafita in the last game. You might have to go a Hail Mary if you're behind. Um, and you've got to be able to kind of foresee it. If you're halfway through your head-to-head and it's not looking great, you can kind of work out if you're on the back foot or whether you're in the lead um, and you're looking good. I see a lot of that on the socials. People are going, am I going to win this? And who do you think wins this? Have a look at your head-to-head. See if you need to have a Hail Mary ready to go um, because quite often that's the only chance you might have in winning your head-to-head. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, an absolute pleasure talking. Super Coach wish you as always. Good luck in your head-to-head finals and in your last two weeks of Super Coach. I'll talk to you on Sunday night. Kick and chase by Mullins. 
kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see.